Hello, welcome to I Totally Get That, the podcast that gives unsolicited advice about life, friendships, dating, and all that good stuff in between. I'm your host, Nat, and I am currently snug as a bug in a rug because it is so frigid outside. I live in LA County, and so it's 43 degrees, and I was walking my dog, and I mean, that doesn't sound that bad, but we are not used to that type of temperature here in Southern California, let me tell you. Like, looking in my closet for clothing that, you know, is actually appropriate for this type of weather, it's really sad because I'm like, okay, I need to like cut down on all the summertime clothing and actually invest in getting some, you know, sweaters. I've been doing pretty good at stocking up on sweaters this past year, but like, woo, it is cold. And I'm sorry that I'm talking about the weather, but it's just been something that's on my mind and I'm sure many others because it is so concerning to see that it's been snowing in so many cities that it typically never snows in. It's like, If you don't believe in climate change at this point, I am genuinely concerned for you. Like, it's just mind-boggling that there are people who are still in denial. Um, I mean, for goodness sakes, my coworker, she was in, I want to say it was North Carolina. I don't know, somewhere over there. And it was 80 degrees and humid this past week. Meanwhile, in Southern California... It was snowing, snowing, hailing, pouring, which is, it's, I feel like we're in the twilight zone right now. But anyway, um, something that's been keeping me a little bit distracted (laughs) from thinking about, you know, the future of our planet has been this drama with Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber. So I was scrolling away on Twitter this weekend And I came across some tweets about Selena and people were saying like, oh, there's drama, like Hailey Bieber and Kylie Jenner are bullying her. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Like, I'm sure people are just being overdramatic. And so, of course, I had to do a deep dive. And let me tell you, it took me quite a while to find the actual drama that people were talking about. There were so many posts and people in the comments were just like, what happened? What happened? Like, I missed out. Like, can someone tell me what happened? And it's like, nobody was answering. I'm just like, is there actually drama or what's going on? And finally, after this deep dive, I came across what was happening. So I guess Selena Gomez posted this video of kind of like a oopsie, oopsie daisy moment. Um, She had like laminated, is that what it's called? Lamination, eyebrow lamination. Um, she had done that to her eyebrows and they just did not come out very great. And she posted a video about it. And then I guess people are assuming that in response to that, in like a bullying type of way, Hailey Bieber posted like a picture of her eyebrow on social media. And then Kylie Jenner also did that. And people perceived that as like them making fun of Selena and, Oh my gosh, when I tell you that Selena Gomez has the most loyal fans ever, those people will just go to the end of time. They They will always, always, always have her back. 
And I feel like these people just have, I just picture their homes with like, you know, those like, uh, those steel file cabinets. I feel like their home is just full of files and files and files of all this information they've gathered about Selena. Cause it's just like, how do these people have the time to keep up with these celebrities? But anyway, um, people were just going real hard for her, um, her as in Hailey Bieber, um, and that opened up a can of worms because, so I guess Hailey Bieber has an interesting history of being a copycat when it comes to everything that Selena Gomez does from reciting word for word um, an interview that Selena did um, and Haley, in a different interview that Haley had, she was saying exactly the same thing that Selena said in another interview. Um, I guess she's gotten a tattoo in the same area that is identical to Selena's. Um, there's been like outfits that are identical. Um, when Selena came out with her cooking show, the intro and just the premise of everything was completely copied by Haley Bieber. Um, people have accused her of being a stalker and just like overly obsessed with Selena, probably because Selena was, you know, Justin Bieber's sweetheart for so long. And so as the theory is that Hailey Bieber was trying to be Selena because that's who Justin Bieber was in love with for so long and everyone thinks that they belong together. So there's so many TikToks that I've seen or just videos of people compiling all this like problematic stuff that Selena or not Selena that um, Haley has done. And it's really interesting. I mean, at first I was just like, okay, like, and I'm sure it was just coincidental that all of these things have happened. But when you watch these videos, it's a little bit, um, it made me uncomfortable because I was like, holy cow, maybe she is a little bit obsessed. Um, so it's just been, it's been escalating on social media. People have been bullying um, Hailey Bieber especially in response. I've seen more about her than, than Kylie, but um, people were just like commenting this, the worst things on Hailey Bieber's Instagram. And I can understand wanting to support, you, you know, a famous person or someone that you look up to, but Taking the time to write something really, really mean and nasty on somebody's social media that, like, you don't even know and you've never met is just kind of, like, it's just too much. Um, like, if – I just would never wish that on my worst enemy because I think that is probably something just so heavy to deal with, especially if you're a celebrity that has millions and millions of followers – I'm sure the comments are just endless. It's probably just thousands of comments that are just nasty. And yeah, when I was scrolling through her past posts or her most recent posts, I was like, holy guacamole, this is not good. And then I went to Selena's page and of course it's all love and all joy. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and I think meanwhile, Selena gained around 3 million followers apparently over the last three days because people are so in support of her versus Kylie Jenner and Hailey Bieber. One of them lost 200,000, the other lost 300,000 in the matter of three days. 
And then I think an update that I saw today was that Haley has lost 1 million followers um, since this drama started, which I'm sure she probably doesn't even care about. I think she has like 50 million followers. Oh, shoot. I'm checking right now. She's down to 49.8 million. And the last time I checked, I think she had like, oof, it was like 50 or 51. That's insane. But I just, I just don't understand the point of trolling. Like, maybe it makes you feel good in that, you know, quick moment in time. But it's just, when you think about the long-term effect that that could have on someone, regardless of who they are, it's just, I don't know, my conscience could not live with that. Uh, but after reading all of this drama, I think I'm definitely Team Selena. It's really, really hard to make a case for Haley. <laughs> I mean, going into this, I, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't a stand for either of them, but just from what I've read, I'm like, okay, it's really hard for Haley Bieber to back herself up. And I don't think she's made a statement or anything, which is interesting. Um, I know she was on an interview of Call Her Daddy with um, Alex Cooper a while ago, and I think she had said something like she doesn't want to talk about the like the drama between Selena and her anymore. She just doesn't want to have to keep making statements about it. So that interview on Call Her Daddy was like the last moment in time that she's ever going to speak about it, which I call baloney. But maybe she is sticking to her word. Who knows? I I I mean I will. I will go I will go I will go hard for Selena Gomez I guess after after reading this drama but anyway it must be interesting to be a celebrity. I always wonder if they actually see this drama cuz when you're that famous don't you have people who are doing your social media for you? So what are the chances that they themselves actually see it? Who knows? I don't know. That'd be really interesting to find out. And I feel like even the person managing the social media, it must be kind of overwhelming to, I'm sure, get tons of hate messages and DMs and all of that. Uh, I mean, I work in marketing and I can remember um, having to as be in charge, be the person behind the account is a lot more draining than you would think. Um, because sometimes, you know, if someone's coming for the brand that you're marketing for or an organization or a person, people will just say the most harsh things. And it's like, if you really care about, you know, whatever it is that you're marketing as the social media manager, it's like, ah, like this is like, it's not me. I promise her. I would never do that. And it's like, oh, these people aren't attacking me personally. It's more so like, um, the account that um is public facing that's who they're attacking or the organization whatever but this drama is very very interesting i love <laughs> i love keeping up with just pointless tea it's so entertaining and i just cannot relate to these people's lives i mean i don't know much about Haley bieber other than she's married to justin bieber um and that she's a baldwin she comes from the baldwin family and she has a smoothie at Erewhon. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's basically this store that is literally like twice the twice the cost of things at Whole Foods. Like Whole Foods. I mean, Whole Foods is already pretty expensive, but Erewhon is insane. Like 
I think even if I was rich, I could not justify the costs in that store. It just makes no sense to me. And I just hope I am ne I never become someone who shops there or has any interest in shopping there. I found out that the smoothies cost like $18 and up. I'm sorry. What are they putting in these smoothies? Is it is it instantly going to make my skin look beautiful in a matter of seconds? Are they putting like particles of gold in there? Like what is going on? How do you justify an $18 smoothie? I'm sorry. I just, I try not to be judgmental, but I am hardcore judging every single person who has shopped there and who has bought the Hailey Bieber smoothie. Um, I will never, you will never catch me spending that much on a freaking smoothie. I could buy, I could go to a restaurant. I could go to a sit down restaurant and have a whole entree. I mean, ugh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just cheap, but <laughs> I just, I cannot, I can, I cannot justify that. Um, but anyway, I just love keeping up with this stuff. It's, it's so interesting. It's something that I'm like, I can't relate to this. I have like 300 followers on Instagram. <laughs> something else that's been keeping me busy too has been this show called Perfect Match on Netflix. I absolutely love it. It's really sad because I, <laughs> I spend so much time watching these things, but for people who don't understand other people who binge these types of like dating or reality TV dating shows, I think it's because it's it's so just full of nonsense and entertainment and I feel like I can shut my brain off when I watch. Like I don't have to do any critical thinking. Um, I can just watch in pure peace, which is really nice, you know, like especially after a long day at work. Um, especially if you have a job that's very demanding or just requires a lot of analytical thought or even just like strenuous um, on your body or on your mind. I mean, the last thing I want to do when I get home is like do something that's going to challenge me to think very, very critically. <laughs> so I like, you know, just vegging out on my couch and watching these shows. But basically the premise of this show, it's all of the rejects from uh, Netflix's reality TV show, dating shows. So they have people from Love is Blind, from Too Hot to Handle, as well as, uh, what was it called? 20-somethings um, in Austin. They only had one season of that, but it was really interesting. Um, and so it was really sad because I I know every single person who has been on the cast of Perfect Match so far. And I was like, holy cow, maybe I need to chill on watching these shows. But it's like a second chance for them to find their perfect match, to find love, I guess. And so um, they are, I don't know where they are. I think it, uh, is it Australia? I don't know. They're somewhere, somewhere nice. And... Um, they have like challenges to um, prove that they're a perf that the person that they're matched with is their perfect match and that they're strong and compatible. And then they can make moves to set people up on dates, um, which could sabotage other people's relationships. And it's just it's really interesting. <laughs> um, but I have really been loving that. 
And I think something that has been so obvious is there are people who really, really play up a certain character on these shows. Uh, there's one girl, her name is Francesca Farago, and she was on the first season of Too Hot to Handle. And I think when she was on that show, she was like, she was, you didn't hate her, but you also, I feel like, didn't love her. But after that, after I had watched that show, I started just following her journey a little bit. So I was like, I want to know more about this, this Canadian woman. <laughs> she seems very interesting. And I've heard her interviews and, you know, she's done podcasts and stuff like that. And she seems like such a chill person, very, very down to earth, someone who's knows what she wants and just is pretty sounds like she's pretty good at setting boundaries and holding people accountable when they mistreat her do something that is just like unacceptable in her book and I don't know I think that's that's pretty admirable but on this show perfect match she definitely was trying to play up this villain role I feel like she was trying to come off as just very dramatic and she also kind of came off as a mean girl which when you hear interviews of her over the past few years i'm like i don't think she she doesn't seem like a mean girl so i was like maybe she's just putting on an act or maybe the producers gave her an interesting edit i mean you can do so much with editing and make someone look absolutely rotten even if maybe in real life they are a delight to be around i mean the power of editing is real, is so real. Just with adding like dramatic music, it can make the viewer feel a certain emotion. So like similar to The Bachelor, um, whenever they want you to feel like totally enamored with one of the contestants, they play this like fairy tale type music, this lighthearted music. And then when they want you to feel like, oh, this person sucks, they're the villain, they're just causing drama, I don't like them. They play like this um, heavy, um, like scary, just like dark music. And it makes you feel, it makes you feel that way. I think a lot of people don't think about all of these effects and people just get so invested in these shows. Um, and sometimes I'm just like, you do realize this is for entertainment. And sometimes these shows are like a little bit staged or scripted. And anyway, but back to Francesca. I think she was just playing up a character probably to collect a check. I mean, she's been on Too Hot to Handle. She also had a guest appearance in the reunion episode of season one of Love is Blind. She wasn't even on that show and somehow she like weaseled her way into the reunion. And then now she's on Perfect Match. I'm just like, okay, queen, like you go ahead and collect that check because um, it's more entertainment for me. But... <laughs> I just find it interesting and I love reading online of like people's opinions because people get so invested, aka me. <laughs> and I recently discovered the world of Reddit. Um, I don't really know how to use it other than just like reading um, what people post in like certain groups. Like I don't understand. Yeah, there's so much I don't understand, but sometimes when I see people's opinions and thoughts about The Bachelor, or just like, you know, for the perfect match, or just all of these shows. It's so funny how people get so into the weeds about <laughs> what they're watching. But 
Anyway, um, if you haven't watched Perfect Match and you like dating shows, you should watch it. It kind of gives like, kind of reminds me of MTV's show, Are You the One? But it also has a bit of like a Love Island feel to it. Uh, so it's really interesting. If you watch it and you enjoy it, hit me up because I love to talk about these these shows and just debrief what I watched. <laughs> Speaking of dating, I want to talk about situationships in today's episode. I'm going to give you my opinions about how to get out of a situationship, and maybe a little bit about how to identify if you even are in a situationship. So let's just dive right in. Let's start off with defining what exactly is a situationship. Because if you're anything like me, I learned about what the heck this is. I think it was maybe 2017. And I feel like this word has become a lot more common over the past few years. So it's basically when two people are in a relationship that's undefined. So it's a romantic or a sexual relationship that's not considered to be formal or established. And I would say usually it ends up becoming unbalanced because one person begins to want more than the other. So one person might begin to develop some really serious feelings and they might want to define the relationship and become a lot more committed to one another. And usually the other person is like, mm, I'm good, I'm gonna peace out. Or mm, this is the most I can give you, so sex to sex. <laughs> um, and I think so many of us have probably been there, whether you're the person who catches feelings or you're the person who is like, mm, I don't really want to be serious with you. I'm just having fun. I think, I mean, I'm not going to judge you if you've been on both ends or one of the one of these sides. So we are going to talk about five things you need to do to move from a situationship to a relationship. Number one. You need to have a clear understanding of what you want. That sounds so much easier said than done, but here's the thing. Sometimes you're in a situationship and you might be okay with that, but you start to feel like you shouldn't be okay with that because of the societal standards, quote unquote standards and norms that, you know, if you're romantic with someone that it needs to be a completely exclusive and seriously committed relationship. And sometimes people just want to have fun or they don't really want, they're not interested in having a long-term relationship with someone like that. And I think that's okay. I would rather people like mess around and figure out what it is that they want than become committed to somebody and then marry them and then just be completely unhappy in their future and just feel like they have a ball and chain <laughs> on their ankle. Like that just sounds so miserable. So make sure that you absolutely understand what it is that you want. If you want something serious or if you're okay with the casual setup that you have and that's working out for you. So if you're okay with the situationship, then maybe this episode is not for you. I would say this episode is more so for people who are trying to get out of it. Number two, 
Be confident in voicing what you want. So let's say you've decided that you want to become more serious with Joe Schmo. You need to make sure that you voice this to him or to her. And the way you could go about doing that is basically, I think it's pretty simple. Um, you can just tell them, hey, I have really, really enjoyed getting to know you. I, you know, I have so much fun with you and... Um, I think I'm really interested in getting to know you a little bit more, and I want to pursue this as a relationship. It could be that simple. Maybe add a little bit more fluff. Tell them how much you appreciate them, what it is that you like about them, and the fact that you want this to be serious. Do not make it a question. Make it a statement. Say what you want. Because if you ask a question, that just opens up the door for the other person to kind of like, try and like weasel their way out or pretend like they don't know what it is that you're asking and try to deflect and avoid the conversation. I was reading this article and I saw that over 90% of people on Hinge, which is a dating app, if you didn't know, choose not to list their dating intentions on their profile. So that basically means, so on Hinge, I believe you can list if you're looking for something serious, you're looking for something long-term, short-term, you're unsure, or you just want something casual. 90% of people choose not to do that. Like, that's crazy. Um, like, when I think about that, like, imagine how many problems would be solved if people were more transparent upfront about what it is that they want. Relationships would just be so much easier. And I think maybe people are intimidated to put their true intentions on their profile, maybe because they don't want to experience the rejection. Uh, rejection sucks. Nobody wants to <laughs> Nobody wants to be rejected. It just makes you feel bad about yourself. It, it takes a, a jab at your ego. But I mean, if you're somebody who wants a serious relationship and you're not listing that on your profile, then people who are looking for something casual are going to be interested in you or match with you. And then you're going to be the one who ends up getting hurt because that person wants something casual and you wanted something serious and you weren't completely upfront about that from the get-go. I know I'm saying this as if it's so easy to do, but I think being assertive can just take you so, so far. When you walk through the world with confidence, people treat you differently and people I feel like are attracted to wanting to be around you, uh, engage with you, maybe be committed with, to you in a relationship. When you seem like you know what you want and you're confident um, in voicing your needs and what it is that you're interested in. Please just don't ask them, you know, that dreaded question that everyone hates asking, what are we? You're dating for a couple weeks or a couple months. You're not sure if the other person is seeing someone else or if you're exclusive. So you choose to ask them, so like, what are we? What's going on here? No, do not ask that. Don't ask that because when you ask the other person that, it gives them an opportunity to weasel their way out. I'm sure they'll know how to like how to figure out what it is that you want to hear and you're going to end up just like not being happy with what they say. I would say like nine times out of ten. 
So make sure that you're telling them what you want. So when they tell you what they want, the next step is number three. Believe what they tell you. If you tell them that you want a committed relationship and they choose to tell you, you know, I don't really want to have a serious relationship with you. I don't want to be exclusive. Um, I still, you know, want to have my freedom. Don't get upset. Don't throw a fit about it. Just tell them, okay, I'm, that's, if that's what you want to do, sure. But just so you know, because you want to be, you know, open and free and have that freedom, I too am going to pursue other people. When you say that, I feel like it makes them kind of surprised because most people wouldn't say that. I feel like most people would maybe not beg, but try and plead their case as to why they should that person should agree to being their boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't do that. Just don't do that because you kind of want to play hard to get. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of playing games. I wouldn't necessarily say this is playing games. It might be perceived as that way, but you need to just believe what they tell you because if they tell you that they don't want to be in a relationship with you, don't try and convince them. It's a waste of your time, especially with guys. I feel like if they tell you honestly what they're looking for, what their needs are, they're not really going to lie about that, especially if you ask. If you ask, you're probably going to get the truth. So <laughs> if they tell you they don't want something serious, believe it. Which leads me to the next step. Number four, be prepared to walk away. So let's say you didn't get the answer that you wanted. You didn't get the greatest reaction. Like I said, let them know that you are just going to be continue to date other people. Um, if they want to continue having their freedom, because trust me, they're not going to be into that. They might not say that to you directly, but over time, it's going to begin to irk them. Trust me, because when you, I think when they realize like, oh shoot, like I don't have this person wrapped around my finger. Like they have options. They have a roster. Like, oh, okay. Um, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna kind of pique their interest because they're gonna be like, hmm, maybe, maybe I should pr pursue them because, like, what am I doing messing around with all these other people? Which leads to the last step, number five. Don't make yourself available all the time. So let's say you've expressed what you wanted they chose to keep things casual you communicated that you're still going to see other people stick to that stick to that narrative and actually do it i would like don't just say you're doing it and like not actually see other people put yourself out there because it'll teach you a lot more about yourself and what it is that you want but if they call you and ask you to hang out or they want to see you Try not to make yourself so available. Don't jump at every every text to hang out uh, and run to, you know, to go meet them. No, don't do that. Make yourself make yourself a little bit scarce. 
tell them that you're hanging out with someone else. And that could be an excuse for you to actually find someone else to hang out with, match with someone else on an app, or ask a friend to set you up on a blind date or whatever it may be and tell them, tell them like, oh, sorry, I can't. And if they ask why, because most of the time they'll be like, oh, like, what do you have going on? You can say, oh, well, I'm actually going on a date. (laughs) And when you tell them this, it'll irk them, trust me. They're not going to want to hear that if they're actually invested in you. Um, And so when when you continuously do that and you do that with confidence, It's going to it's going to start to um make them a little bit frustrated or make them rethink whether or not they actually want to have freedom and not be exclusive. When you do this, it'll likely bring them towards you. It's kind of this is kind of like the the advice people give about playing hard to get, but I think this one's a little bit more honest. It's not as like I wouldn't say this is manipulative. It's more so just being assertive with the person, telling them what you want, and also giving yourself an opportunity to branch out in case maybe they end up, even after playing like hard to get or whatever, maybe they still don't want to be with you. If anything, that is a good sign for you because it'll show you that, okay, this person doesn't want the same things that I want, so it's time to move on and find someone that does. Because otherwise, if you stick around with this person, Like I said, you're going to be miserable, you're not going to be happy, and nobody wants to hear your drama every single week about how so-and-so still doesn't want to be in a committed relationship. Because I feel like situationships can last a really long time. Like these things can last years and years and years because that person ends up being your go-to when you have a breakup or something happens, like then you end up you know, meeting up with that person and rekindling whatever it was that you had in the past. So let's recap. Step one, have a clear understanding of what you want. Step two, be confident in voicing what you want. Step three, believe what they tell you. Number four, be prepared to walk away. And lucky number five, Don't make yourself available all the time. I have personally done all of this. (laughs) I have used these steps and it has worked its magic for me. I know other people who have done this and they've been pretty successful. I don't know. I'm sure this is not a one size fits all. Like every situation has its own complexities to it. But I would say like this is probably a good formula to follow if you really want, genuinely want to get out of a situationship. Being in a situationship could be fun, but I feel like it can just take an emotional toll on you. As always, be honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself because you're in the end, you're only going to hurt you. And you need to take care of yourself and do what's best for you. That is so hard to do sometimes, especially for me. (laughs) My therapist tells me that all the time. She's like, you need to do what's best for you. She's like, you always think about other people and what their needs are. But take time to take care of you because if you don't do that, it's going to hurt you in the long run. So... If you have any questions about situationships, how to get out of them, 
what I, what other things I've done to get out of situationships, feel free to hit me up. Send me an email at I totally get that podcast at gmail.com and I will get back to you. I will address your question. I would love, love, love for people to submit questions because I am just here to help and offer my humble opinion. <laughs> but with that, thanks for listening today. Um, this is so much fun. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to my podcast, follow whatever the platform it is that you're listening asks you to do, share it with a friend, a coworker, a neighbor who you think might enjoy or benefit from the content that I'm talking about. Because I truly love offering my humble opinion and I, I will continue to do this for as long as there are people out there who are somewhat interested <laughs> in what I have to say. But I will talk to y'all next time. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.